welcome to One Grump or Two, a podcast where two mates chat about music, film, TV, and anything else that's tickled their fancy that week. Enjoy! Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Na 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 la 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 It's Dan and Philly, 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 Phil! Hello, Philip! Hello, Dan. How's Uzis? I'm very good, and I don't have any Uzis. Thank goodness. Those semi-automatic weapons are quite dangerous, aren't they? Yes, they are. This is not America. Yes. Oh, my God, please. You've already brought Razor Light up in the conversation. Oh, all will be God, all will be revealed. Yeah, it's a good And then to... censored. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully burnt with fire and petrol, you know, as a nice yeah, accelerant. Well, anyway, 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 it's been a while. Welcome back, dear listeners. And, and indeed, dear listener, uh, welcome back. Uh, it's been a while. We have been, um, I'd like to say we've been resting and recuperating, but I think we've been caught up in life, family, work. And yes, you've been doing another podcast. <gasps> oh, heresy! Uh, heresy, I say. Heresy. Yeah, let's not let's not go into that too much. Um, it's it's not heresy. It's um, another bow to the Grumpy Studios. Uh, another string to the Grumpy Studios bow. Put it that way. Exactly. And on that note, on that note, I think G-Shop? we need to provide some information. Is that from now on, this is going to be. This podcast here that you are listening to in your lagos, in it, in it, is going to be one grandpa two presents sound and screen. <gasps> what do we mean by that, Philip? Uh, well, um, what we've naturally fallen into uh, is a rhythm where we do half of the podcast on music, sound, and half the podcast on TV, movies, things like that. So screen. Um, there's also another bit of news as well that we're actually going to be splitting the podcast. So it's going to be one release a week, uh, but it'll be two episodes. So you'll have the sound episode where we will give you half an hour of talk about music. And then it will be the screen episode where we'll give you half an hour talking about things like TV and movies. Um, hopefully that means that it's easier for you to digest the show. You know, if you've got half hour drive there, half hour drive back, you know, listen to both bits. They'll both be equally inane, um, but I'm sure you'll find something to laugh at. So just keep an eye on your feed because your feed is going to show two episodes a week when in reality, it's just one episode. They're like little tidbits. Yeah, but longer. So, uh Bits. Yes, I do, I do wish you wouldn't say that word because bits always gets me going. <laughs> I, I'm leaving the obvious joke well alone. There. I would if I was you because we are trying to be fa- family friendly. And I'm not quite sure why Titbits came out like E.T. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I think it had something to do with his height because that's all he could see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Daniel's got his laughing hat on tonight, which is uh, easily pleased. So have, have you been up to anything on, on the break, <laughs> apart from learning how to laugh? Um, no. Um, I think from a music perspective, um, the quite exciting record store day mm, yeah. came and went very quickly, um, which I, I took my two... No, they were willing. Children too. They they got into the spirit of it, and they helped me to try and find things. Um, but yeah, came away with uh, some Pearl Jam and Joe Strummer. So fantastic. Every cloud. Um, but yeah, apart from that, the the life usuals. Mm. How about your good self? Uh, I think from the screen side of things, I have been consuming new movies at an, an unreal rate. Um. I've got through some really, really good films recently. Some that have been a disappointment as well, but some really, really good ones. So the second part of the podcast, I'll try and cover as many of those as possible. But apart from that, life. Yeah. yeah. Actually, to talk about screen is that I've actually had time to watch some things and catch up on some things. My God. So, so you've I finally think... seen Apocalypse Now then? Uh, when's, what's that? You've finally got round to watching Apocalypse Now. I don't know that film. When's that coming out? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear listener, the man has no level of humour. I tell you what, though, that new one, Battleship to Potemkin, was fantastic. <laughs> I swear you were about to say Battleship Chip Shop. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it's because I've not had my dinner or because you actually look like you were going to spit your teeth out then. I did trip over the pee. <laughs> oh, Potemkin. Potemkin, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we can leave your private life out of this if you're tripping over pee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get moving with some sound. Yes, I don't know why please. they came out like Adam Partridge. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. You've gone up in the lift and you've got stuck on... Level 42. <laughs> <laughs> or our old uh, friend, the lift with depression. Uh, going down. Oh, going down. <laughs> right. What is uh, tonight's sound discussion point? Tonight, we are going to be talking about rubbish lyrics. <laughs> okay. Songs that have lines in them that make you wince or just question what you've heard because it's so bad yeah I, th I think we've spoken before about things being subjective so a, a good song to me might not be a, a good song to you but i think it's yeah i think you can definitely agree that a bad lyric is a bad lyric oh gosh yeah i mean well you say that it it, it going back to that subjective thing is I was looking through a number of songs and I looked at all the lists that you can find on, on various blogs and magazines online. And there's a lot of recurring ones on there that I just went, no, actually, I I personally think that's a pretty good lyric. So it's, yeah. it's down to how you, how you interpret it and how you hear it. But I'm pretty certain the ones on our list, uh, I mean, somebody's going to, it's going to resonate with some. Yeah. I, I wonder if a, can a bad lyric ruin a great song? Yes, and I think one of my choices might might deliver on that. Okay, but a bad lyric can definitely make a bad song even worse. Oh, goodness me, yeah. 
Oh goodness me! I mean, I think we're doing this at a quite quite a apt time with Eurovision coming at the weekend. <laughs> Thankfully, I've missed all of that kerfuffle. Um, that ain't my scene, baby. <laughs> Not at all. Right? Are you going to kick us off with your first uh, choice for <clears throat> worst lyrics? Then I- I'm going to pick this one, um, which I think is on quite a few lists. I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to interject for a minute, okay? So that the listener knows we have a screen in front of us with the lists on, and every time we do this, we have the lists in front of us, and Dan decides not to go in the order on the list. So I have to play <laughs> catch up when he starts talking. So uh, Dan, please go randomly through your list. <laughs> no, I'm, g- I'm going to go in order. Oh my God! You have a few weeks off, and all of a sudden you're Mister Reformed, are you? No. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to defy what you said I normally yeah, do because it's gonna... a it's a middle finger up to you. Yeah, there's no there's no reform in you, is there? No, but you like me in uniform. Um, oh dear, go for it, man. Number one: Are we humans, or are we dancer killers and human? Dig. God, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's up there with it's up there with. I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I nearly put that on, but are we humans or are we dancers? The first time I heard that song, I actually had to go and look at the lyrics because I I thought to myself, "There's no way, same, somebody's done that." And and maybe we're missing the point that within the context of the song and the lyrics as a whole, it makes sense. But having looked at all the lyrics, it doesn't no, it make doesn't... sense. No, it's bollocks. It's it's like he had an an ethereal universal thought or something. He said, "Are we humans or are we dancer, prancer, prancer?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he just the rest of the song, the the original demo version, is him just going through the rest of the reindeer. <laughs> yeah, Blitzen, Blitzen, Donna. I wonder what the band... are we, Rudolph, <laughs> the one nose reindeer. <laughs> I wonder what the rest of the band did the first time he sang that. They mostly went, huh? Which yeah, is... he probably said, "Just do it. We can get away with this." So my first one, I'm, I would normally follow the order of my list, but I'm going to defy you and go randomly. Um, oh, my God. My, my, my first one isn't necessarily a terrible lyric, but it's a terrible lyric to take out of context. Oh, no. So I'm trying, I'm maybe stretching the boundaries a little bit here. Uh, it's the Beatles. Uh, the song is I Saw oh. Her Standing There, and the lyric is... Well, she was just 17, you know what I mean. Quite frankly, John or Paul, whichever one who wrote that, no, I don't know what you mean. Um, I'm actually quite proud of the fact I don't know what you mean, and I don't want to know what you mean. I just don't like that lyric. Yeah, when you went, when I saw you typing this on our live note, I... I just thought, uh, I know where you're going with that. I understand why. But you could, sadly, that era has a number of really awful lyrics along these lines. 
even the Rolling Stones, and they actually say the age of 15. <laughs> no, I don't need <laughs> yeah. to see your ID. Bloody hell, Mick. Yeah. yeah. Come on. No, it, it's unfortunately not a great era for that sort of thing going on. And, and I will just say on both our behalves, we completely condemn that, and it's disgusting. And, and I think so that we don't um, go into areas that this podcast doesn't live in, we shall move on to your second choice. Right. Let me get the list of shame. And if you're going <laughs> and if you're going in the right order, I cannot agree with you more strongly about this one. The next offering comes with a warning, dear listener. Daniel is about to get quite ranty. <laughs> What a drag it is, the shape I'm in. Well, I go out somewhere, then I come home again. Oh, my God. Oh, if you've not figured it out yet, razor light America. I, I could put a lot of razor lights lyrical output on this. But that song really grinds my gears. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. America. No. <laughs> No, go back to your sixth form common room and shut up. Go and get daddy's electric guitar out of the attic and dust it off. Oh, God. What's the other one, isn't it? That, that, that She came up to me. She asked me my name, so I told her what it was. What? <laughs> it's, oh, I just, the the sound of, the exasperated sound from my lips it just says it all really i that song since it since i first heard it got me in a negative way and if it comes on even just from the opening quarter just just no it's the most pretentious wankity wank wank <laughs> that there is out there i i it's got awful i got in the car before um turn the car on and that's always the radio comes on and one of the tracks that I've got on my list came on. I thought, oh, my God, it's an omen. It's an omen. Don't put me on your list, please. I'm really a nice song. I'm like, no, and turned it over. Can you take me away from my razor? Oh, like yeah. Because I, I could, I could, uh, the, okay, sorry, no, one more. The fact he, he aligned himself with as, as a modern day Bob Dylan. <laughs> If you could see me now, my hands are raised in rage. Pure rage. Pure rage, I tell you. He's hulking out. I'll, t I'll take you away from Razor Light and I'll, I will go somewhere close to a song which, excuse me, I have a similar level of um, dislike for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and this is an artist who, for me, is grossly. I mean, properly, grossly, too successful, too famous, too, too here. But just she just she. Ooh, sorry, I've started to give it away. Um, every time she sings a song, I just think to myself, "Is deafness really the worst thing in the world?" Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it is. Um, this is a lady who her songwriting skills are so good. She relies on a womble to write them for her. Um, 
and then goes out with this. Oh, no, I'll just I'll just do the song. It's Katie Malua, and it's Nine Million Bicycles. Um, similar to Dan when he heard. That's a fact. Oh. Love. Yeah. Um, similar to Dan when he listened to America by Razor. Like the first time I heard this song, I actually had to stop and go, no. Nobody put that in a song and expected to be taken seriously. There are nine million bicycles in Beijing. That's a fact. It's a thing we can't deny, like the fact that I will love you till I die. We are 12 billion light years from the edge. That's a guess. No one can ever say it's true, but I know that I will always be with you. You know, Actually, reading them out like that gives them far more you know, gravity than they need. Nine million bicycles in Beijing. How do they know that there's that many bicycles in Beijing? And who gives up if it's a fact? You absolute dopey silly. Oh, dear. And then she goes a bit sort of pseudo-Brian Cox. We are 12 billion light years from <laughs> the edge. But that's a guess. Yeah, it's... Isn't it great? We're only eight, twelve hundred million miles from the light edge. Oh, it's great! I love stone. <laughs> there are nine yes. billion bicycles oh, in Beijing. Oh, do you know I'm a northern lad? I used to play keyboards in a band. Aren't that great? Oh, um, yeah. I, I would quite, quite happily take Katie Miller's discography and um, I don't know, put it in a bin. That's the politest thing I can saying about it. I've, I've tried to look through uh, listen to some of her other tracks as well um and instantly regretted it so she's not an artist for me um can bad lyrics make a bad song worse no that song is a turd (laughs) (laughs) it made it worse (laughs) it made it beyond worse (laughs) right let's stop ranting your third one prepare yourself for this i don't want to see a ghost it's the sight that i fear the most i'd rather have a piece of toast watch the evening news desiree life (laughs) is what she should get for that (laughs) i I couldn't agree with you more if you read the rest of the lyrics they're just as bad they are and but that really does. Well, I'd rather have a piece yeah. of toast and watch the evening news. There's no attempt to even stick to lyrical structure there. <laughs> you know, when you listen to her singing it, she's she's using elongated uh, notes to spread the, you know, evening news. <laughs> because they couldn't be asked to write any more words. It's just awful. It's, it, it's like an interview. Desiree, what do you fear? Well, I don't want to see a ghost. That, that's the fear, the, the sight that I fear the most. Okay, what do you like to do of an evening? I'd rather have a piece of toast and watch the evening news. <laughs> I don't know why she's suddenly gone into Michael, Michael Caine. <laughs> I am Desiree. Now sit down and shut up. <laughs> You're a big ghost, but you're out of shape. <laughs> have some toast. My third one is proof that bad lyrics don't ruin a great song. So it's, um, it's Spando Ballet True. And the lyrics are, sands a time of its own, take your seaside arms and write at the next line. Eh, take your seaside arms. Uh, uh, take... Is her name Sandy? 
<laughs> oh gosh, she's such a beach. She is. Um, what? What? I, I get the sand to time of its own. It's a reference to an hourglass. Mm. I get that. Mm. I saw Gary Kemp being interviewed once, and he tried. He talked himself into a corner, then tried to get out of it by talking himself into the other corner of the room. Um, and take your seaside arms and write the next line. He said was a reference to a famous painter or author. I'm like, that's great, mate. But it's 13 and 14 year olds that are buying this song at the moment who won't know who that painter or author is. And you're getting them to sing, take your seaside arms and write the next line. I guarantee nobody sang the right, right lyrics at that point. Damn, fourth song on your list. Um, you slightly berated me for this one earlier because it is a low blow. It is an easy target. But come on. Right. I'm going I'm to read this out I'm, as, I'm as still, it is. I'm still going to break you for it because I think it was supposed <laughs> to be this bad. I think it was written I, I, deliberately like this. No, it wasn't. And here we go. Yesterday was Thursday. Thursday. Today is Friday. Friday. Partying. We, we, we so excited. We so excited. We gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow is Saturday. And Sunday comes afterwards. Rebecca Black Friday. Oh my God. That song in general. I remember when it came out on YouTube. It was a big thing. So it's like a big YouTube star. Let's face it, Daddy wants his princess to do what she would like to do, and that's be a pop star. And they did a video and that song, and now it would be on TikTok, and people would talk about it for two minutes and forget it, but it came out in not a TikTok time. And it lives to this day. And I think it was around the time of um, the other famous YouTube video of Chocolate Rain, oh, which was God. fantastic. Jesus. <laughs> nah, I think he, I think the only thing that Rebecca Black got out of this is uh, a good following on OnlyFans, because that is the only direction she had after that. It is a truly appalling song. Uh, oh, but I, I still appalling video. Yeah, I still stand by the fact it was written like that to be as easily accessible to the valley girl mentality oh that i agree with it it tapped it it, it was written by a kid for her f audience being her friends and it's that kind of mentality you're completely right but it it went global and it was very famous and it, it did the mtv rounds and blah 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 it's still a written lyric yeah yeah no i i, I capitulate sir um not as often as and I did when I was younger, but I capitulate, and uh, yeah, you have that one in the in the entry list. Right, throwing it back at you. What's number four for you, Phil? Okay, uh, an artist that I'm not overly familiar with, but uh, upon searching and just oh, here we go, just bashing through um, iTunes, I came across a song by Jewel. Um, I don't know if she's still. Active as a yeah. performer, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, still active. Yeah, well, after writing this, how bloody dare she? Um, so it's one of her tracks called "Hands." Uh, it's a, it's only a single line, but within that single line, she manages to uh, make Shakespeare, Confucius, uh, and many of the Greek philosophers spin in it, their graves. 
Well, she has written the haiku of haikus, I think. Uh, and, and Yes, and so Tyler Durden is spinning in his grave as well. My hands, they're small, I know. And they're not yours. They are my own. <laughs> yeah, okay, love. What were you taking? What was she on? <laughs> come on, come on. There's some serious Class A action going on there. There is no way. She, she's been absolutely, <laughs> absolutely zooming off her head. And she's looked Dude, down. You see, yeah. you see these hands? Yeah. They're mine. Yeah. No, yours, they're yeah. mine. It, it's so amazingly unintelligent that it's actually something, when I first read it, I thought it was one of the lines from Friends that Joey would say. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You know what? You know, that is that's fine work. Yeah, yes, you know when he had that hand double thing going on in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually I thought there's no way because Jewel was quite, she was quite successful at one point. Yeah, um, and a serious artist. She certainly mm -hmm. wasn't a Rebecca Black. Um, but these lyrics they just defy. It, it, it's just got edibles written all over it. Your final entry on the list is one of my favorite bands and one of their favorite songs um but yeah you've got something here so uh fire away ride the snake he's old and his skin is cold the west is the best the west is the best get here and we'll do the rest the blue bus is calling us the blue bus is calling us driver where you taking us to the chuffing asylum, mate. <laughs> uh, don't, yeah, okay. I had a really big doors phase in my teenage years, uh, uh, late, mid, late teenage years, my early 20s. That's where he stopped being able to come up with lyrics, I think, in his teenage years. I listened to some of the door stuff and it just screams sixth form college pretentious. Oh, totally. Buffoonery. Totally. He was a very, very messed up individual that the, the more I read into him, it, it's someone that, that sh questionable if he should have got where he got anyway. Um, he, he was, he was part of the zeitgeist of the sixties, wasn't he? He was, he was young, good looking. Um, but yeah, some of his lyrics are a bit rubbish. They're, they're terrible. Um, and I mean, that's from the end, which is a fantastic song. And I mean, I remember, I still remember the first time I heard that and I would play it to death because it's just, it's just haunting. But I think what's haunting about it is the, the, the music, uh, the, the band and his voice has this timbre that is timbre. Yes. Using big words in this podcast, timbre that has something to it that gives it some gravitas. But when you start to scratch away at the lyrics and and you, yeah it just doesn't gel it for me and the more i was reading up today uh, um and a little bit yesterday about about his lyric writing in the doors is that there are quite a lot that could go on there and in fact many many occasions on differing albums he's he's accused of just being lazy and it it shows it's just 16 17 year old pretentiousness yeah for me um the doors phenomenal band great songs they will forever live on in the 
in the folklores of history of rock music, but yeah, it, it yeah. sometimes really just does not get it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's your five. I will, I'm going to veto <gasps> because we get one veto each. I'm going to veto Rebecca Black Friday because I truly believe it was written to be as shit as it was. Meh. Hang on, you've still got one more to go. I have, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a band who had a... Well, they're still going. Can you believe this? That these... Oh, I'm trying not to swear so much. That they're still going that they still look exactly the same, that the lead singer has still got the same haircut. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's T'Pau. Um, just the name makes me want to turn the radio off. Um, <laughs> and it's a song which I always say to people, it's, a, it's, a, it's an average song, okay? It's not a bad song. It's not a good song. It's an average song. It was a massive hit for them. It was huge. But they stole the melody and the um, the lead piano part from it. Dear listener, after listening to this show, please go and listen to The Sweetest Thing by U2. And then listen to the start of China In Your Hands by Tapao. <laughs> it is identical. It is so close, I would say, that Ed Sheeran will defend it in court. <laughs> It is. Yeah, we got to listen to you two first, and, and well, uh, we'll, we'll. I've got a little talking point about you two in a minute, but let's let's just finish on this one. So it's to power China in your hands. <laughs> I think I just said something a bit naughty. I do apologise. Dan's gone really, really red. <laughs> let's just finish on to power. <laughs> 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 I bet that's the first time somebody said that's a Carol Decker. <laughs> You got there in the end. Oh, come here, Ginger. Um, <laughs> right. <coughs> to pow, China in your hands. Oh, the first word's going to set him off again. And so's the seventh word. Oh, God. Go on. Okay. Come from greed, never born of seed. Take a life from a barren hand. Huh? What? Come from greed. Yeah, I can get that, yeah. Never born of seed. What? Is it, the, is it the Immaculate Conception or something? Take a life from a barren hand. I can kind of, I can kind of, yeah, I can get barren hand. So what's she saying then? Well, I don't know. I was trying to make sense of it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. actually trying to myself. Yeah. My, my, so I got a confused look yeah, on my face. Yeah, my, I went cross-eyed and uh, short sex for a second. Uh, it's just a crap lyric. So, um, come from greed, never born of seed. It's it's like a clue that you get in some game. Yeah, it's all you must three, decipher. Two, yeah, it's three, two, one. Come from greed, never born of seed. <laughs> Take a life from a barren hand. Yeah. Did, did you ever do you remember a TV show called Three, Two, One? You must be too young with mm -hmm. Dusty Ben. They were the yes, they, Dusty were, ben, they yep. were the kind of clues that Ted Rogers would yes. give. Yeah, come from from greed with a. Born of seed, take a life from a barren hand. Can you guess what it is? Can you? Can you? 
I want the speedboat. <laughs> that was bullseye. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh get me game gosh, shows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fe- a bit of bully. feel free to um, veto one of mine. I think I know which one you're going to do. Well, it's the Beatles, obviously. Here at One Grumble Two, we like to talk about music. It's a serious topic. Think about it. You listen to it. We love it. You love it. We all love music. But did you know we also love film and TV? Yes, that's right. Film and TV are coming up next here on One Grump or Two.